Well, good morning to you. We're glad that you're here. Thank you for tuning in. This is Danny Smith, your Bible teacher for DK Ministries. And today we continue our look at the first couple of chapters there, really the first three chapters of the book of Revelation, as we're looking to see what Jesus might have to say to the church of today uh, as he spoke to the churches of that day. Now listen, if you can find your copy of God's Word, turn with me to Revelation chapter 1. We'll look at, begin looking at verse 9. Don't know how much further we'll get from that, but we'll be looking at verse 9. So I'll give you just a moment to find your copy of God's Word and open it to Revelation chapter 1 verse 9. As you're doing that, let me get some of the important stuff out of the way. Uh, the, the way to contact us is dspreacherman at gmail.com, all lowercase, dspreacherman at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the podcast and other things. Uh, as I said, this is DK Ministries Proclaiming the Word podcast, and we're glad that you are here. Uh, thank you for listening, and thank you for those who may be tuning in for the first time. And I hope that you enjoy it. You'll let us know. The best way to do that is through that email, dspreacherman at gmail.com, all lowercase. Uh, give us a, you know, just give us a shout out here. Let us know, hey, I like that, didn't like that. I'm, I'm not going to listen again or I'm going to keep listening, whatever it is. And if you're a long-time listener, we really appreciate that. <clears throat> and hope that you'll let us know, hey, I'm still listening. We like to hear that uh, once in a while just to make sure that we're on track there and people are, are still hanging in there with us. Uh, the best way uh, to get these podcasts is probably for most people to the platform of Spotify. Now, we record them on Anchor. We appreciate Anchor so much. Uh, but most people who listen to the podcasts that we're aware of listen on uh, Spotify. They are available in lots of places, but we don't get reports of how many people are or are not listening. How many people have tuned in? How many people have complained about them? Or whatever the case may be. And so, uh, you, if you were going to get your copy of God's Word, you've got it by now. And so we're going to we're going to move on, move ahead, move forward, and everything else. As I said. We're not looking <clears throat> to chase every rabbit that can be chased in our study. We're not looking to answer every question that can be asked. We are, we are really seeking some guidance and direction on what Jesus has told the church and, and, and what he has reminded the church that they ought to be. If you know anything about the book of Revelation, you know that Jesus wrote to seven churches. Uh, the story of those seven letters to the seven churches are told in, in Revelation 2 and 3. And then the rest of the book... Uh, includes, well, what Jesus wanted John to see and, and, and then to share with us. And and we're looking on that at Winston Ice and Taylor Creek Baptist Church, but we're not looking at that here. What we're doing here, we're kind of uh, touching base some thing, on some things that we have touched base on on Sunday mornings at Taylor Creek Baptist Church, yeah, uh, where I happen to be the pastor. Don't don't call and complain. Don't ask. Don't, don't write them. What are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> okay, they're great folks. We we really like being there with them. So just let us be. No, uh, anyway, um, we're just we're just trying to find out exactly, remind ourselves. Really, I guess is a more accurate way to say it of what Jesus wants us to be. Because we want to be that kind of church. We want to be. Uh, we want to be. In fact, let me let me say this. There were two things that that really have um, captured my imagination as a. I've, I've thought about uh, the kind of church that we need to be, want to be, and ought to be, and has to do with what Jesus wants from us, and, and we want to make sure that we're on track. And so uh, the first thing that we said a week ago is we want to be a, a church that listens to and follows Jesus closely. And I, I think everybody who belongs to a church and who attends regularly would want their church to say, hey, you know what, we're listening to the Lord and, and we're following the Lord's direction. And that's what we want to be. Uh, I, I would want to be a member of a church that says, I'm not worried about that. I, I, you know, I just want to have fun. 
<laughs> I know. I don't want, I want to be a part of a church that listens to and then follows Jesus closely. And then this that was the first week in our study. And the second week, which, you know, obviously is today, uh, we're, we're really focusing on thinking about, talking about, in the background of, as we probably won't talk about a whole lot on this podcast, we want to be the kind of church where people feel connected, accompanied, and aware. And we'll, you know, you'll, that'll become a, uh, a little more clear to you is why we would why we would say that like we did as we read uh, those chapter, those verses in Revelation chapter 1, uh, uh, beginning in verse 9. You say, Brother Danny, you really went through those, through those things quick. Yeah, I did, but you can stop the tape and, or whatever, the podcast and review them. Uh, so, uh, so people tell me. Uh, but basically, we want to be the kind of church that Jesus wants us to be. We want to make sure that we're on track, we're on target, we're doing what Jesus would have us do. We're, we're going the way Jesus would have us go. And, well, that's important to us. And, and, and the first way you do that is you just make sure that you're the kind of church that listens to God, follows God's direction. And that's that's vitally important, I think, to to most people, most pastors that I know. They uh, they would definitely want their church to do that. Uh, they may have different ways of getting there and different ways of... of uh, you know, moving into that, and I'm not here to pick that apart, criticize it, complain about it, or even, uh, you know, hallelujah, it, because I don't know what individual guys are doing. But I will tell you this: uh, as a pastor, my goal is to make sure, to hope, and to pray, uh, and to do everything I can uh, to help the church listen to and follow Jesus closely. Yeah, and, and then that second thing comes on the heels of, and I want our church, I want the church, I think Jesus wants the church, which is really more important what we're talking about, uh, to be the kind of place where people really feel connected and accompanied in a way. So connected, yeah, connected to one another, connected to him. I mean, uh, that's why I came back and, and kind of talked about that a moment Um We need to be connected to the Lord and connected when there, this, you know, idea of family, so many words uh, that we use to describe that church relationship. And I know sometimes what goes on in society, um, well, it, it kind of tempers or, or changes how we feel about our scripture in the church. For example, the word family doesn't today mean it's, it's for some people what it meant at one time. And, and whatever positive vibe you could get for that, that's what we're talking about. But anyway, connected to one another, accompanied by the Spirit of God, that, that we come into his house and we, we leave there, we know that, that Jesus is with us, and then aware of Jesus' presence and the need of others, and, and, and just the presence of others, too. You know, that, that when people come in, we're, we're welcoming them, we're, we're greeting them, and, and listening to them. So, okay, if you were going to get God's Word, uh, then you've opened your Bible to Revelation 1-9 by now, and and we're going to move forward. Uh, by the way, I just heard a noise. Uh, you, you can't you can't pay the background noises any attention. We have two dogs sleeping in the house here on the couches there, and those are their couches. And you know they'll if you sit at them, they won't bother. Just they won't mind. They're just jumping in your lap. And then I just heard another noise and another noise. And so there's all kind of noises in the background. We can't do anything about that. In fact, earlier. Uh, I've been working for a while here at the desk. Earlier, I heard a cuckoo, you know, just like a cuckoo bird. We don't have a cuckoo clock. <laughs> now, what in the world that was uh, about, uh, I think about 619 as I looked at the clock. I thought, what in the world? And so, listen, whatever you hear, don't worry about it, okay? <laughs> We're good. We're okay. Don't get distracted. 
Okay, here we go. Revelation chapter 1, verse 9. I, John, your brother and companion in the tribulation and kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was on the island that's called Patmos for the word of God and, and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. And you can go back and, and, and slow, you t- slow it down, listen to it again, write it down, and you can see why we're talking about being connected and, you know, and aware and all the things, you know, the things we just talked about at the point. As I get here, I, I really had planned to uh, to go back and just, you know, kind of hammer that around. But, man, I, I read that again. I, I listen to it again, I guess. I read it with me, if you can. Uh, I, John, both your brother and companion in the tribulation and kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was on the island. It's called Patmos for the Word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, Sunday morning, as we were begin to look at this passage, I really dealt with a reality that has hit me again. <clears throat> Something I'm really excuse to call there. I really had not planned to deal with that much, but, but just some things about John that's different than so many people we meet today. John knew who he was. He, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't doubting. He wasn't wondering. He knew who he was. He was John. An apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ. He was a brother. He was a a friend, a companion of, of those of the, he was writing. In many, no way he'd met them all. Uh, he understood the relationship we have in, in Christ and through Christ to one another. Uh, John knew who he was. He knew where he was. I, both John, your brother and companion, tribulation, patient, was in an island called Patmos. He was in prison. Uh, you know, well, he was on an island, Brother Dan. He was in prison. It was a prison island. And, and listen, you can say what you want. You can believe what you will. You can argue, me, uh, you can argue what comes to mind. But prison is prison. I have in my ministry visited uh, for different reasons at different times <laughs> a number of prisons. I've never been to one that I said, oh, I'd like to go back to there. Uh, but I have been, and I don't know, I, as I'm, I'm speaking to you now, uh, I think about all the different prisons I've been to. And I'm not a, I'm not a prison chaplain. I'm not a, uh, I, I'm not, I don't have long-term standing prison ministries like some guys. Appreciate those guys, but when I, uh, I tried to start one one time, and they, uh, and I understood their their uh, need to do this. But they said, "Well, if you're gonna come and start a ministry here, you have to be whatever the day was. Let's say it was Tuesday. You have to be here every Tuesday, no exceptions, at whatever time it was going to be." Well, I was a pastor, only staff member, and well, it didn't work that way. Okay, couldn't always be there at that time. As important as that was, I had I had responsibilities in the church to take care of, and things happened. Uh, and so I realized that uh, that until I got some other help that could either take my place or at, at the prison or, or wherever it was, uh, that I would um, not be able to do that and make that kind of commitment because I just couldn't be there. I did one time make a commitment to to do a Bible study and a drug rehab uh, against my better judgment, I might say, because of the lesson I learned from the prison. Uh, however, I felt like at the time that that was going to be held and and anyway, all the things just seemed to fall in line. And I thought, okay, maybe this is going to work. It didn't work. Um, you know, it, it, Satan's not good, but he's good at what he does. And um, it just seemed like every time the time of the Bible study came, there'd be a last-second emergency. Brother Danny, we need to come down, whatever happened. And so I would, it helped me realize I was a pastor of a certain church, a Spring Creek Baptist Church at the time, and I needed, you know, they were first and foremost in my responsibility. And, and so some of these other things I'd like to do, would have liked to have done, and I just couldn't do. John knew who he was. I knew who I was. I hope you know who you are. 
<laughs> he said, well, I'm, 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 who are you in Christ? Are you the born again? Are you redeemed? Are you saved? Are you on your way to heaven? Who are you? John, don't worry about the noises in the background. John knew who he was. John knew where he was. I, I, we just mentioned that a little bit, so we're not going to belabor it, but he knew exactly where he was. He was on the aisle that's called Patmos. You know, he, he was in prison, but he knew why. He, he knew he was there for a reason, and he was there in the will of God. Um, there are some people in some tough places doing some difficult things, but they're doing it for the will of God. Yesterday, I had an interesting conversation with a dear, dear lady, um, well in her 90s, I believe, oh, if you remember what she told me. And she was telling me about her granddaughter, who, who, who is, a, uh, is a, a missionary in another country, teaching uh, in another country. Now, I don't want to give all the details here because, uh, you know, sometimes missionaries are in countries and, and uh, anyway, they get there and... Uh, sometimes governments, if they become aware of what they're doing, or, or any, anyway, it's best not to say too much. But anyway, she was telling me the story of how when her granddaughter decided to go to the mission field. And like I say, she's a teacher of some kind. And uh, no, I'm not telling you what she taught. I'm not making it easy for anybody who just might happen to hear. And, and I know that sounds crazy, but that's the way, the way it is. So anyway, uh, and then she told me about her daughter. And her daughter, you know, came down for her, for her granddaughter to leave uh, she sold all her stuff. So she was moving. And, uh, and so she talked to her daughter. And her daughter said, Mom, this isn't in my will. I'm not supporting it. I'm not helping her. I'm not giving her anything. Uh, I, I, you have to do, I guess, what you, you know, I guess was a, a phrase they used. Uh, but I'm not doing it. That's not what I want her to do. Well, she helped her granddaughter. And, I, you know, I don't know all the particulars of that. But... Her granddaughter is there teaching now. And I, I think about that mother who wouldn't support her daughter, not because it wasn't God's will for her daughter's life, but because it wasn't her will for her daughter's life. Listen, John knew where he was at. He was on the aisle called Patmos. He knew he was, he was a child of God. And he knew why he was there. He was there to fulfill the will of God, even in prison. I, I've told you I've been to a number of prisons. I have. Oh. <sighs> But I can count on one hand. <laughs> I can actually count probably a couple of fingers of those I talked to who were in prison who knew why they were there at the time. Oh, I know. You know look, uh, most people, when they go, they're there, they've committed, they've done something wrong, they've been found guilty or whatever. And, uh, and it has been my experience, and most of them have an excuse or say, you know, they were wrongly uh, convicted or something. But I've met some people through the, yeah, I did it, and, and, and uh, you know, I shouldn't have, and that kind of stuff, but very few, but very, very few, a lot fewer, I guess I should say, have looked at me and said, well, for some reason, God wanted me here. And it didn't, you know, it didn't matter what happened, what it did, you know, and I've had to deal with it, and it wasn't God's perfect will for me to do those things, but now that I'm here, I realize God's got a plan for me. You don't hear that too much. But John knew that God had a plan. So John knew where he was. He, he, he knew why he was there. He knew where he was. He was on an island. He was prison. So, but he also knew he was supposed to do. Uh, he was supposed to share, you know, uh, he was supposed to uh, share the testimony. He was supposed to, you know, to, to do the things that God wanted him to do. And, and so he did it. And so let's just talk about uh, just those two things we've already mentioned to you one more time. 
just to kind of give you a refresher course, the thing about what John said, uh, is we move into a more understanding next week of reading the particular letters of the churches. Uh, we want to be a church that listens to and follows Jesus closely. That's what John is doing. He's listening to God. He is where God wants him to be. He's he's doing what God wants him to do. Listen, if you're the church that God wants you to be, Pete, the world's not always going to agree with you. Uh, right now in the world, we, we're... I, the weirdest thing happened, and I, I use the word weird in, in quotation marks and a lot of reasons why it probably happened, probably politically based, but apparently, and I'm going to put that in quotations, you don't know really what to trust, but apparently the Supreme Court uh, heard a case a while back and apparently uh, there was a draft made and apparently in that draft it became clear that a, a majority of the judges were going to overthrow Roe versus Wade. Um Look, I, I want to be very careful here because, not because I don't think it ought to be overthrown. Uh, I think the day's different, so much different that day of what we know. We're basically killing babies, and now we know that, we understand that. Uh, uh, whether we want to understand it or not, and they can use words, but it's a baby, okay? Well, there are a lot of people who have spent years on the fighting line against this horrible thing. Oh, there are people like me. Uh, who come along time to time, preach against it, speak against it, do what we can to raise money to sell babies. But I mean, I know people who, and I know of people, as, well, let me rephrase it and say it a different way. I don't know as many today because of where I live, kind of removed from them. But I have known in the, through the years, and met through the years, a number of people who have spent a large part of time, you know, fighting personally with passion. Excuse me just a moment. The killing of babies and uh, through abortion. And, and they had known where they were supposed to be. I had a talk one time years ago with a lady whose pastor is on the front lines there in, in the area which we lived in, in, which, which we lived in was, ah, gosh, that's well over 30 years, almost 40 years ago now. And, and sometimes she misunderstood her pastor as to why he was doing what I was doing. And she told me one time that he's always on TV, and, and he was. Uh, he, he was a very large church. He had very big following. And, and uh, you know, whenever he showed up somewhere, the cameras followed, that kind of stuff. Because it was a different day, different time. And I, I don't know if the cameras really cared more about what pastors show up too much. <laughs> Unless, of course, you know, it's wrong, wrong place. But anyway, don't worry about the noise. Uh, her pastor knew what he was doing, where he was, and why he was called to do that. And, and he was listening to God. And that church still today... Now, that lady I talked to, she was very, she was a Christian lady, very gracious, very kind, very loved the Lord, but that wasn't for her. She went to another church uh, because she just did, she got tired of seeing her pastor on, the, uh, on TV. And I think they may have taken him to, you know, in custody once or twice. I don't know if he actually spent any time in jail. It's been a long, long time. But he thought he was listening to God and she thought, there you go. The point here, you thought I didn't have one. She thought she was listening to God by going to find another place to worship. She had different needs in her life. She was a different stage in life. And I could tell you a thousand things uh, and make her look really wonderful. And But I could tell you the same thousand things and make her pastor look really wonderful as well. He, by the way, has gone on to be the Lord now. And uh, so he has received his reward. In looking back at that time and that moment, I just had to say this. Apparently, he did what he did because he believed God had called him. I don't see where that ever brought him notoriety or, or fame or, or, or anything in that respect and as far as what the world will think. But he was doing what God 
called them to do. And, and, and we want to do that as a church. We want to be the kind of church, though, where people feel connected and accompanied and aware of Jesus' presence. John, uh, in, in this passage, uh, all, just all those things. Look at the words he uses, brother, companion, kingdom, patience, all those things. And, and, and you can see that uh, he's he's major in those things. He is he is becoming a day. And, and now we got to go to verse 10. Gosh, I, we're, we're past the point where we should be quitting. And we're just now getting the second verse. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard behind me a loud voice as a trumpet uh, saying, I'm the Alpha, the Omega, the first and the last. What you see right in a book and send it to seven churches, which are in Asia. And then he names the churches. Wow, man, I could spend some time here if I had it, but I don't have it. I, I know that because... Well, as I like to say, my good friend, Cindy, has helped me understand that a lot of people got about 18, 20 minutes to listen to podcasts on the way to work or back home or that. And, and that works pretty well. And I know guys have a lot longer podcasts at home, but, you know, I don't have some of the things they have. And so people may not, <laughs> if they get to work, they may not turn back on and finish. So we try to, we try to get, we try to get done somewhere along that time. I was in the Spirit of the Lord's Day, verse 10. Oh, man, that, there's so much here. That, as I said, if we had time to unpack everything, we'd be here a long time. But when I read this verse the other day, and I was uh, getting ready uh, to speak about this verse in, in Taylor Creek Baptist Church, where I'm the pastor, one of the things he hit me is what John said. I was in the Spirit of the Lord's Day. We had a little discussion about the Lord's Day. That is Sunday. Uh, you can go back and look at the history of all that, and we can talk about it later, but... What I thought about, there's a huge difference being in the Spirit of the Lord's Day and being in the house of the church on Sunday. There's a huge difference. What John is telling us, he was worshiping. He was ready to worship. He wanted to worship. He was seeking God's presence. He was feeling God's presence. He, he was aware of God's presence. All those things that we want to be. But sometimes we just give them lip service. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's Day. Sometimes we just, I, there, there was a long pause there, I understand that. And, you know, for a minute, I forgot, I guess, that, that you're listening and not watching as well. Um, sorry about that, in a way. But that pause is just, was a pause to reflect. So many times, people just come into church, but not in the spirit of worship. Listen, I, this is a little different than I had planned, a little different than I wanted but I want to ask you this question. What kind of spirit do you go to church with? What kind of spirit do you go to worship with? Where I am, we'll go to worship tonight. We have Wednesday night services, and I'm looking forward to that. We're, in fact, we're going to talk about Revelation chapter 6 tonight. And I hope when I get there, I'm in the spirit. I, I, I am ready to, to feel God's presence, sing God's praises, and to learn from God's word, and to leave uh, with, my, with my life and uh, filled with the with the joy of having been with God's people and my batteries being recharged, some people will go to service and leave and go home pretty much the way they came. I hope that's not your case, and I hope that's not the case for me. I hope tonight when I go to the church, I'll be in the right spirit. But it all begins with that attitude of, of gratitude, if you want to say it that way, or, or that reality that I've come to worship God. There's so many things that I could say, so many stories right now just popping into my mind that, that if I had time, I would share with you. 
Well, just let me ask you a question. If, you, if this is Wednesday, if you go to church on Wednesday night, you have a midweek service. What kind of attitude do you go? We have a friend on Facebook. I don't get to talk to him a whole lot. He he goes to a, 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 a different church that I go to, but they have church a lot. <laughs> he goes to church a lot. He he's a wonderful musician and singer, worship leader, and he gets a lot of opportunities. But he also has a ministry on Facebook. I don't know if he realizes that, but. You know, as he writes about experiences, some things funny, some things true. But one of the things that's always true, this this young guy, younger than me, of course, everybody's younger than me, I feel like. But <laughs> it's true, this young man, he just always seems to be in the spirit, a real worshipful spirit. Every once in a while, though, he'll have a moment of confession and say, you know, he had this thought and that thing and everything else. And today, and I'm not calling his name, but today that just reminded me as I thought about him. We need to be in the right spirit. And when we're not, we need to get back into it. I think that's what Jesus wants from his church. I think that's what we need to uh, we need to focus on. Make sure that our spirit is right. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And I heard behind me a loud voice as a trumpet saying, I'm the Alpha, the Omega, the first and the last. And what you see, write in a book and send it to seven churches, which are in Asia, to Ephesus, to Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. Well, I hope you're in the right spirit today. Not only on Sunday when you go in the house of God, but today as you face whatever it is you face, as you go through whatever you're going through. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. I know we've probably gone a little bit beyond what you were ready to listen to. Forgive us for that. We just There's so much I'd love to say here, so much I'd like to say. But let me say this. We want to be the kind of church that Jesus wants us to be. Therefore, we're praying that we are listening to, following Jesus' directions closely and that we help people feel connected and aware and, 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 and accompanied by, the, you know, by one another in the Spirit of God. So this week, test yourself. What kind of spirit do you go to the house with? It's not the right one. Do something about that. God bless you. Thank you for listening. This has been DK Ministries Proclaiming the Word podcast. I am Danny Smith, your Bible teacher, and you can contact us at dspreacherman at gmail.com every single thing is lowercase dspreacherman at gmail.com look us up on the Facebook as my friend says uh, you can uh, look us up DK Ministries Danny Smith as well uh, we have videos of different things some of our videos on on our personal Facebook page have our Sunday morning sermons not all of them sometimes we have technical problems you're not talking to the most technical guy in the world <laughs> but a lot of our sermons are there and, uh, last Sunday sermon was the first Sunday uh, in the series was not but last Sunday was give it a listen hey let us know what you think God bless you thank you for listening tell a friend tell a neighbor uh, tell people you meet hey listen to this podcast just invite them remember you're not when you do that you're not going, you don't have to worry about, it. we're not going to send them a bill. We're not going to try to sell them anything. Our, uh, it's, God's not called us to sell you something. God has told us to give you something. We often couch it this way, a thought for the day. And, and sometimes you have to dig for that thought, I guess. Or sometimes you have to think about it. But thought for the day is this, what kind of spirit are you in? God bless you. Love you. Praying for you. Thank you. I hope that you'll be listening. See you next time. Bye.